The following sermon was delivered by our parish associate, the Reverend Dr. Patty Kitchen, during morning worship at Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church in New York City. We welcome you to worship with our vibrant community of faith every Sunday on the corner of Fifth Avenue and 55th Street in the heart of Midtown Manhattan. And now, here is Dr. Kitchen. A reading from Isaiah 43. But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away, and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed, and made. Bring forth the people who are blind yet have eyes, who are deaf yet have ears. Let all the nations gather together and let the peoples assemble. Who among them declared this and foretold to us the former things? Let them bring their witnesses to justify them and let them hear and say it is true. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Breathe upon us, O breath of God. Fill us, stir us, engage us, we pray, in Christ's fearless name. Amen. Names matter. We christen ships and baptize babies. Names matter. At the baptismal font, we ask parents, what is the Christian name of your child? family trees, family names. One Sunday after I married my husband, Jim Kitchen, a funny little girl named Beverly leaned over a church banister and hollered, hello, Mrs. Living Room. Names matter. Lest we ever forget a face, the way a person looked when they laughed or worried. In tragedy, we say her name, Brianna Taylor, lest we ever forget that women too are maimed and killed, innocently sleeping in Louisville, Kentucky, the hometown of the Presbyterian Church USA. Focused upon the prophet's words, do not fear for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name. Today we give thanks for two celebrations of fearless women. First, the exhibit of the Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church, 15 Remarkables. 15 names and stories of exceptional women in our church's history. Second, the monumental women's unveiling this week of the first statue ever 
of historic women in Central Park. I will offer more details in a minute, but first, I want to tell you a story. Because sometimes, names quietly affect the course of history. In September 1978, President Carter's executive assistant, Susan Clow, accompanied him to the Camp David Peace Accords. Egyptian President Anwar Sadat and Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin both wanted peace for their nations, but in the aftermath of five wars, the two were not on speaking terms. President Carter shuttled between the Camp David cabins of the two world leaders, crafting fragile agreements. Soon, Sadat became exasperated and prepared to leave. He was persuaded by the president to try once more. Then, on the 13th day, Prime Minister Begin was infuriated. He packed to return to Israel. Nothing could change his mind. The Prime Minister had requested copies of photos taken with the president to give to his eight grandchildren. The Camp David air felt raw. The talks had collapsed. As I understand it, at that pivot in Israel and Egypt's history, one woman helped change the trajectory of the failing summit. Preparing the photographs, Susan called the Israeli staff to request the names of Begin's grandchildren. The photos, signed personally to each child by the president, were given back to Susan to deliver when she paused and said to the president, perhaps you would like to take the pictures to the prime minister? Begin opened his cabin door to the president, angry but polite. Then he opened the envelope, saw the photographs, and began reading the children's names. Avinadav, Yonatan. Tears pulled in his eyes as they did in President Carter's. They spoke of the peace they longed for the next generation and how it is hard as hell to achieve. Begin stayed. The accords were signed in 1978 and six months later, a treaty of peace that still stands today. Names matter. They are intimate, and in their syllables are stories. It is so with hurricanes that were first named in 1950. Think about Sandy, Katrina, Ike. Depending upon one's experience, a name looms. Margaret Schaefer, former FAPC outreach director, is a name that looms and inspires many in our church. It does so because Margaret looked power in the eye and met it with stubborn love and with respect for the powerless. She led our church in suing the city of New York when it tried to evict those who chose to sleep on the church steps. The church won the case. Margaret is one of 15 women of FAPC's history called the Remarkables. Their names and lives redirected pain into the possible through their will-not-give-upness. This church at the corner of Fifth Avenue and West 55th has dreamed some crazy dreams. And I do not think we are done yet. Sometimes a dream takes root while walking alone along the river. Sometimes a doable dream is roused among a trusted community of FAPC friends even on Zoom. The photos and stories of the 15 FAPC women were first exhibited in 2018 in the Chestnut Gallery, just outside the sanctuary. Today, 
the 15 Remarkables return to FAPC.org on virtual walls. Take your time this afternoon to read and to think about the sometimes dangerous dreams of these FAPC women. The vision of Tim Palmer Curl, Jean Pape, and Vashina Brisbane, along with 15 writers, brought this exhibit to fruition. We say their names and learn from the tenacity of their faith, Betsy Jackson, Isabella Marshall Graham, and Joanna Graham Bethune, Anna Marie Harkness, Sarah Sands Paddock, Kata Sargent Wolf, and Helen Warner. We say their names. Mary Thompson, Wanda Leem, Elfrida Craigie, Alice Ball, Madeline Biggs, Janet Gibbs, Margaret Schaefer, and Seshua Kanji. Names matter. And so it was with Sojourner Truth. Truth was named Isabella Bomfrey at birth. She was a slave in Dutch-speaking Ulster County, New York, who never learned to read or write, but became a profound advocate for abolition and women's rights in the 19th century. After enduring violent punishments in 1827, Isabella ran away with her infant Sophia when she was called by the Holy Spirit to preach the horrors of slavery and to arouse a callous nation to human rights and women's suffrage, Isabella Bomfrey changed her name to Truth, Sojourner Truth. Reading about Sojourner and the 15 Remarkables, I could not help but think, we need a woman's Bible. So I Googled woman's Bible and there it was published in 1895 by Elizabeth Cady Stanton with the assistance of 26 scholars. From Genesis to Revelation, Stanton addressed historical context and raised vital questions. Have we tried to tame the Bible? Were the prophets and those who followed Jesus tidy, polite, predictable? No. They were doubters, sleepers, and deniers, redeemed again and again by the restlessness of God who asked them to imagine a different world and to get to work. The monumental women founded in New York City have done just that. In 167 years, there has not been a single statue of an historic woman in Central Park until this coming Wednesday. Pam Elam, the president, of monumental women described the statue at last breaking the bronze ceiling. It recalls God's query to the prophet, is not this the fast that I choose? To let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Standing 14 feet tall, a soaring sculpture of women's rights pioneers Sojourner Truth, Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton, three New Yorkers, will be unveiled on Literary Walk this Wednesday, August 26th at 7.45 a.m. The ceremony begins at 8 a.m. And we can join the celebration online at monumentalwomen.org Wednesday morning. In many ways, this is an extended FAPC family celebration. In addition to seeing the statue Wednesday morning, FAPC elder, artist, and legendary New York firefighter Brenda Berkman has helped create a Talking Statues 
educational tool that allows us to hear from the women. Assisting in the magic of this technology is FAPC's beloved videographer, Emily Dombroff, whose skill has woven our worship these past six months of COVID. In talking statues, actors, and human rights advocates, Meryl Streep, Rita Moreno, Viola Davis, America Ferreira, Zoe Saldana, and Jane Alexander bring the statue to life for all ages in Spanish and in English. And there's an app for that. Download at no charge the app Talking Statues. The vibrant narration includes historic speeches and writings of the women. I realize it may sound as if I am in marketing rather than ministry today. I suppose I am marketing the fullness of God in the fire and empathy of the female soul and leadership. The new statue will commemorate the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, the first historic step in granting women the right to vote. My grandmother, Eva, was 29 years old and had a toddler before she could sign her name in her disciplined Palmer penmanship and vote. She lived to be 107 and made up for all the elections she missed as a young woman. Too many, far too many women of color waited even longer for the right to vote. God is rumbling a growing revolution of fearless love in our nation. We are called by name to respond whether the dream be simple or complex. Bernice King quotes her father saying, faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Do not fear, God saying through Isaiah, for I have redeemed you and called you by name. You are mine and I love you. Are you called to be the dreamer of dangerous dreams? to be the doer of God's summons to change unhealthy systems or laws? Are you willing to say even haltingly, here, here I am, Lord. But we are tempted to say, no way. I have young children and only cans of peaches and SpaghettiOs in my cupboard. My closet is atrocious, surely, Lord. You can find someone who has resources beyond peaches. Yes, I have heard you calling in the night, but I knew you had the wrong number. You need to meet my older sister. She has gifts and she is smart and fearless. The God seeks imperfect jars of clay, humans being human. The odd, quirky, forgetful, the formed, redeemed, and named. In a broken and fearful world, the Spirit gives us courage. The dreams we harbor that long to sail on open seas are not all fraught with daring and danger. Sometimes we hold quiet dreams that yearn to sail away from the dock of caution. Sometimes dreams, quiet or far-reaching, are splintered or shattered. The building or planting we pour ourselves into is destroyed or withers. But God said, through the prophets, I redeemed you, and I called you by name. I cherish you, and I am going to challenge you with dreams 
sometimes uncertain ones, but always I am with you. What are we afraid of? Is it God? Or what might be asked of us? That is why the sustaining drumbeat of God through Holy Scripture is do not fear. I am with you. So dream unusual dreams, for you will not do so alone. Those who follow Jesus, including those who volunteer and encounter the reality of Jesus among the homeless, the hungry, the forgotten, leave behind their human securities and entrust their lives to God who is found among the poor. In the scriptures, conversion means liberation. The Israelites lead the flesh pots and slavery of Egypt. Liberation means leaving the job security, the fishing nets, and following the itinerant preacher named Jesus. In the Gospels, Jesus invites ordinary women and men to join him in a passionate life, to have the courage to live in truth and to reject the falsehoods that prey on human fear. Pause this week and determine what is essential and what is not. Start there. Then ask God, trust God with a dream that may have formed during these painful and disorienting months of COVID or one you tucked in your back pocket a long time ago. If you take a deep, realistic breath and feel powerless, fear not. It is a daring and loving God who stirs us to think the unthinkable. Amen. And now go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all persons, love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with us all. Amen.